Hello and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Ann Gordon here with my friend and Chavruta Yerdena Azband, our daf of the day, Masechet Nazir, daf mem, page 40. So we're obviously still talking about Nazir, but there's a, I'm going to call it a sidebar, a pop-up window, something like that, on the middle of Amr Aleph, which takes us to a Mishnah in Nagaim. Nagaim is, Yerdena, how would you translate Nagaim? Blemishes? I guess like lesions. Oh, there we go. That's the more medical term. And and it's a medical kind of thing, right? Like, as opposed to just something being wrong. Blemish could mean, is a much more general term. Um, Nagaim doesn't have Talmud Bavli on it, so we're not going to see this in Dafyomi, except for in the Mishnah, when it's brought, you know, as a citation here. And we're going to learn here about three who shave their heads, who shave their hair. So obviously the connection to the Nazir is clear because the Nazir shaves, but it's really, except for that it mentions the Nazir, it's not, it's not really the topic, it's a sidebar. Um, so there are three who shave their heads and their shaving is a mitzvah, meaning it's not optional and it's not... Um, you know, if you decide, if you just, well, I guess that's what optional means, right? The idea is that it's, in fact, a mitzvah. It's part of um, the identity of st- status here. Nazir, as we know, or mitzorah. The mitzorah, the person who has this kind of spiritual leprosy, right? Whatever, however you want to define the tzarat, um, when that person comes to, to purify. And lastly, and this might be the most surprising, ulevi'im. The Levites, the Le- you know, who basically had their jobs in the Beit Hamikdash to kind of be the assist team, the support team for the Kohanim, and they also had their jobs singing. They also shave their heads. We're going to understand a bit more why. The Kulan Shigilchu Shelo Bataar Oshishirush Sarot Lo Asuv Lo Klum. So the Gemara here says that if they've shaved their head with something other than a razor, if they didn't let a razor come to their head. Or if they let two hairs uncut, meaning they didn't get everything, and two of them were truly just there, then they have done nothing. What does it mean they've done nothing? It means they haven't done the mitzvah that they're supposed to do of shaving. Um, I just want to mention that the the way we know about these, besides the Nazir, is from verses in Sefer Vayikra, um, the book of Leviticus, right? It says, and he will, who has to be cleansed will wash his clothes and shave off all his hair. Right, that's Vayikra Yodalit. So that's talking about the Mitzorah. And then lastly, the Levium verse is found in Bamidbar, actually, numbers where the Nazir verses are. But it, it says specifically, again, you will do this to cleanse them. You sprinkle the water of purification on them and you let them cause a razor to pass over all of their flesh, meaning remove all the hair. It seems like remove all the hair from their whole bodies, but we will, I guess, peruse that specific question as we come to it. Amar Mar. So the Gemara now is going to figure out what's going on in this Mishnah that's cited from the Gaim. So Mar says, Shlosha Megalchin V'tiglachtan Mitzvah. Right? So Mar says there's three types of people who have to shave and they cut off all their hair and their shaving is a mitzvah. That seems to be the citation from the Mishnah. He says, Pshita. That's obvious. Right? This is we already know that the Torah commanded these three to shave. We've just, I've just quoted you the the, the verses that tell us that these three have to shave. Um, fine, I didn't quote you Nazir, but we've seen it a thousand times already, right? Mao mishum avorei se'arhu. 
So the Gemara says, the Mishnah actually does need to say this because maybe you would think that the mitzvah is really about the removal of hair. And therefore, if you use some kind of other means of removing hair, right, you use some kind of depilatory, right, some kind of something that isn't a razor, then you would think that you've done your job. You've done, you fulfilled your, your mitzvah. So the mission teaches us that, no, no, this mitzvah is specifically shaving. It's not about hair removal. It's about the process of shaving. And that distinction requires investigation. Um, but it's very clear that that's what this Gemara is saying, what that Mishnah is saying. So the Mishnah goes on, meaning the Gemara explains that the Mishnah goes on, to say that all of these, if they have shaved, if in fact they did go ahead and remove the hair with some tool that was not a razor, they have done nothing, right? They haven't fulfilled their mitzvah. We know that. So when we're talking about a nazir, how do we know that there's a razor involved? Why is that part of the story? That's the verse about the prohibition against the Nazir using a razor in his head. So then when the process is over, he brings a razor. Like that's part of the point that now he will use the same thing that had been prohibited to him. The verse about the Levite says explicitly that the razor is going to go all over their whole body, their whole all their flesh, right? So the the tar, the razor is present in the biblical text about those two um i guess categories of people but where do we get the idea that a leper has the mitzora i don't want to say leper um is going to be shaved with a razor like why is that part of his purification process meaning specifically a razor Maybe you want to derive it. It's learned out from the case of the Leviim. My Leviim shekain tunin tiglachat ve'ain tiglachatan elabitar. Just as the Leviim require shaving, and there's no, there is no such thing as shaving without a razor. Meaning the word would not make sense. Af ania vi etametzora. So therefore, we'll also bring the case of the person with sarat shehu taun tiglachat because he he needs to be shaved. He needs to be you know, shorn of his hair. And so likewise, the very fact that he has to be shaved means that the tool he needs to use to do so is a razor. And then this is always interesting, right? There's, uh, the Gemara suggests that this is, um, we can reverse this, right? What does that mean? You might think, you you could say, right, that, the Levi'im need this like waving of their bodies, which again, it's a very, if you aren't already familiar with this, it sounded quite strange. And I will admit that we, that I did not it was hear like one of these details that I was like, why did I never realize that before? Right. We did not know that Aaron Hakohen was, what did he do? He picked up and waved the bodies of the Levi'im as part of their sanctification. So, do you have to, once you're going to say, well, we learn it out from the Levium, are you also going to say that you're going to wave the body of the person with Sarat all around? Meaning, just because you have a detail about Levium that also shows up for the Mitzvah, it doesn't make sense to say that, therefore, it is derived from the Levium, because then you'd have to potentially derive other things. And it just, it goes too far, is the bottom line. It just goes too far. Um, 
So, and therefore, I mean, the, the Gemara's point here is you can refute that idea that one is derived from the other. So rather, let's try, let's say, that the halacha from the Mitzvah using a razor is derived from the case of Nazir. Nazir. So likewise, you can again knock down that that suggested um, source because the Nazir also has things that he does that are not connected to the Mitzorah at all. His offering requires bread. Does the Mitzorah have a, require, a requirement for the bread to be part of his purification process? And the answer is, of course, no. So really then what we understand is that the halacha of the Mitzorah is not derived from either one of these cases, Levium or the Nazir, but rather, let's say we derive it from the both of them. Meaning here are cases of people who need to remove hair from their bodies, and two out of three of them have an explicit description that includes a, a razor. So also infer it then to apply to the Mitzorah, which you can't derive it just from one, but once you've got two, it makes sense to say, this is how it goes. This is how we get um, the hair removed. It's by shaving with a razor. The Gemara, of course, goes on. There's more here, but I'm going to hand it over to you. Yeah, I mean, there's really a lot of, I, I think you can learn a lot from this stuff about how halachas learn and parallels. And here, unlike many of the other dopping we've had, where, you know, they bring a parallel and they sort of like, you know, more often accept it, but sometimes reject it. Here, they're sort of like playing around. There's like a permutation going around with these three cases to really be like, this is what's similar. This is what's different. What does it mean that there's similarities and there are differences? Can you learn or do you not learn because of those similarities and differences? And they really take the time to sort of, you know, f- uh, to hash all of that out. I'm going to move on to something on Ahmed Bet. I-, I wasn't clear exactly where to start because it's actually a pretty lengthy discussion. But within the midst of the discussion, okay, there's a Brisa that gets quoted, which basically says that the Mitsora, the idea that a Mitsora needs a razor that's like very well established. Like that's the one that's really sort of like the, and how would you say it? Like that's the one of the three cases of the Nazir and the Levi and the Mitzor. The Mitzor run sort of has like the most, it's the most established of the three. And so the Gemara here says there's a, there's a discussion between Rabba and Rabba Bar, Bar Misharshia um, that, you, you know, why is that the case? Why is the Brisa say that? And so Rabbah basically says, Haku Aliva de Rabbanan, that that Brisa, which talks about the Mitzorah's razor, you know, sort of being more established than the other ones, right? That is the view of the rabbis. Ha Aliva de Rabbi But the Gemara, right, when it tries to say that maybe you can learn the need for the Mitzorah's razor from Nazir or from the Levium, this actually follows the view of Rabbi Eliezer. And so then what the Gemara does is it wants to explain what is this machlok between Rabbanan, between the rabbis and Rabbi Eliezer. Now, it, it's very, very lengthy and it goes on to tomorrow's job. So we'll just, today we'll do the rabbis' approach to it. Tomorrow we'll talk about Rabbi Eliezer. So we've learned in a Mishnah, right? Talking about, um, and, and this is a Mishnah in Makot, um, that and basically what this Mishnah basically tells us is is that there's a regular prohibition in in Vayikra chapter nineteen verse twenty seven. You cannot destroy the corner 
of your beard, okay? And also it says in Vayikra chapter 21, verse 5, when it talks about Kohanim, it says, They cannot shave the corner of their beard, okay? And so basically what this Mishnah tells us is, right, is that um, he isn't chayev unless he removes the beard with a razor. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, but Rabbi Eliezer says, Rabbi Eliezer holds that even if he removes it with some, the English translation here is planes, but in other words, he's using something that's not necessarily, it's not actually uh, a, a, a razor. It seems to be, it's like uh, the plane, like uh, uh, Rashi says, it's like a, some kind of plane that was used to polish the sheath of a sword. Um, it's some other type of sharp tool, but it's not the same. It's not a typical razor, okay? Maybe it was used to sharpen a sword. I guess that would sort of be the best way to explain it. So again, the rabbis are saying it can only be a razor. And Rabbi Eliezer says it can even be with something else. And this is talking about the prohibition of people shaving their beards. Okay, my time at the Rabbanon. So the Gemara wants to understand, okay, based on this Mishnah, how does it affect what the rabbis say, okay, that uh, shaving a beard, right, is basically the source for making sure that a Mitzorah has to shave with a razor. Ditanya. So now they quote another Raisa. Zikano, right? So the, the, the Pasuk says his beard. Okay, this is from Vayikra chapter 14, verse 9. That basically says that on the seventh day, what the Mitzorah has to shave all of his hair. And then it says, right, Vahayaba Yom Galer and Kolsa'aro. Right, all of his hair, Edward show his head, the Ed Zikno and his beard, the Ed Gabotena, right? He has to even shave his eyebrows. Um, the Ed Kolsaro Yugalek, all his hair he should uh should shave. And so the question that basically is going to be here is why does it have to say his beard? Matamud Lomar, right? Lifi Shinemar right? Because it said say Saro, it said he has to shave all his hair. So obviously that would mean his beard. So the reason is is because. We have this other pasuk shenemar upeyatziknam lo yigalech, right? Because it says about the kohanim, and I quoted that pasuk before, that specifically that what that they are not allowed to shave the corner of their of their beards. Yachol afilu mitzora came. So would it could we think that even a mitzora right has that same restriction? In other words, he also is not allowed to shave his beard. Tamlib no. That's why the Torah specifically mentions the beard. Right, because uh, it wants to tell us that no, you shave even something the Kohanim were told uh, not to shave. Now, if the Mitzorah could shave without a razor, why would the Torah have to tell us that? Because in other words, we know that the um, that not being allowed to shave your beard has to be done. It's it's the prohibition is against doing it with a razor. So if you were allowed to remove it with something other, if the Mitzorah could remove his beard with something other than a razor. Why do you need to like specifically mention that? Because it's only a reason to mention Zeke Noah's beard because there's a specific prohibition about removing the beard with a razor, right? So, so it means therefore that it has to be done with a razor. It's a really kind of like roundabout proof sort of way, but it's basically based on this idea, right? That, that the, the shaving of the corners of the beard only applies to shaving with a razor. So then the Gemara is going to go through and try to figure out what is their source for this? Um, okay, right? It says, Uminalan did bitar. How do we know that it's shaving one's beard has to be with a razor? Ditanya. Now they quote another raisa. Upeyatignam logyalechu, right? So it says we're about the Kohanim that you can't shave the corner of your beard. 
Right? Maybe we would think even if you shave his beard with scissors, it's a problem. The Pasuk says you shall not destroy. So destroy seems to say that you sort of remove all of the hair. Scissors wouldn't remove all the hair, right? A razor does it down to the skin. Okay, so then we think maybe if he moves it, removes it with this type of plane that Rabbi Eliezer mentioned before. Again, not clear exactly what that is, but it's some kind of sharp object. Right, the Torah says they shall not shave the corner of their beard. So shave meaning he has to use an instrument that would normally be used for shaving. Ha Kate said, so how would this be? So what kind of shaving causes destruction of the beard? The only thing that would fit that category would specifically be a razor. It destroys and it's called shaving, right? Where scissors doesn't destroy. Using a plane, it destroys, but it's not something that is typically called an instrument uh, for shaving. And then the Gemara is going to go on to then show what's the rabbi source, uh, you know, now that they showed the, the rabbi source for saying that the shaving has to do specifically with a razor, right? Um, and so then they're going to get to, okay, then how do we know the source of the Masurit shaving have to be done with a razor, right? Right? How do we know that if he, uh, you know, you know, maybe if he removed it with this plane, it also would be okay. Right? It seems, so it says, Zeke, no, this was what we said before, right? It has Zeke, no, it said his beard, which didn't need to be there because it said to remove his hair. Right? So it teaches us that even if Mitsuri uses a razor, which is not how you normally are allowed to remove a beard, right? He wouldn't be chayev for that because he's being commanded to actually uh, to use, uh, uh, to do, right? So in other words, okay, maybe it's that she's not chayev, but how do we know that he actually can't use the razor? So the Gemara says, Amri, right? What do they say? You might think that, okay, using this plane means that the Mitzorah shaved. But then the verse just shouldn't say anything about it. In other words, it's still bothering me. Like, why mention his beard specifically? But Ana Amina, right? I would still say, right? I still has to prove that it, you're allowed to shave the Mitzorah's beard with a razor. Right? When it comes to a Nazir who's doing something that's forbidden, right? By basically becoming a Nazir. Still, we see he's obligated to shave his head, even though normally this would be forbidden to do. Hacha de mitzvah. Here we, with mitzvah, where the shaving is a mitzvah, right? It didn't come from something bad. And again, this is also an interesting passage because it's another one, again, where sort of like the nazir is not looked as doing something good. Low kosher gain. So even more so when there's a mitzvah here, right? Not like you did a nazir. It's like you volunteered to do something that wasn't so great. And then you have to shave your head. But a mitzvah, it's 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 a mitzvah. So even more so, wouldn't you be able to have to shave your your head? And then this will continue on to the other page. They're going to give another proof for this tomorrow. We'll talk about Rabbi Eliezer. So it's just very interesting to see sort of like the logic of what the rabbis, you know, sort of do there. First, establishing the principle that the the mitzvah with the razor, then establishing the principle specifically of a razor as it comes to a beard. And then they go back to the Mitzorah to really sort of explore why specifically a razor. Like, what is it about it that it has to be a razor, you know? 
we could say like, why did it get hung up? Now, I'm not sure. Again, I, I do read this and I do get a little bit into is like, is this a chicken or an egg thing, right? Like, is it that they had a Mitsora that the Mitsora, this is not a pun, okay, has to use a razor and they sort of like go in this very roundabout way? Or did they actually learn it from the Sukim itself? That's what I'm not so sure about. Um, I don't have an answer for that question. I think it's a good one. And I think also at the end of the day, even though I think these are questions that it's important to ask, recognizing that we don't have an answer doesn't change the conclusion, meaning the conclusion of the practice. Well, that's our DAP discussion for the day. Rank us, review us on all major podcasts. Thank you to Reverend Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hydrant website. Let us know what you thought about this DAP on our Talking Time with Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn. 